Hello Eagles fans, I'm Chris McPherson and welcome to Inside Training Camp presented by Xfinity. I'm joined by Bo Wolf as we're going to look at the Eagles' first practice since the team won its first preseason game of the exhibition slate over the Pittsburgh Steelers on Thursday night. It was a dreary rainy day in Philadelphia and it was also a depressing day for certain players whose run with the Eagles came to an end. The Eagles with the big news coming out of the Novacare Complex getting a head start on making the roster cuts to get to the mandated 75-man NFL limit before Tuesday's 4 p.m. deadline by parting ways with 14 players on this Saturday, Bo. Yeah, and I think Chip Kelly said that the reason they made the guys uh, release today was so that they could have a chance to latch on to another team. And also just because you want to prepare for Thursday night's game, so you want to have the guys who are playing. As for the, the cuts themselves, no huge surprises. Eight former uh, undrafted rookies on this list, one former U.S. Army Ranger and Alejandro Villanueva. Two guys who were on the practice squad last year. I think the biggest surprises, at least many surprises, were probably Jake Knott, who was on the roster last season. He's facing that four-game suspension. He's also eligible for the practice squad still, so it's a possibility we may see him come back. Former seventh-round pick Joe Kruger, who spent last season on injured reserve, never really seemed like a scheme fit here. He's a talented player, but I think probably better suited for a 4-3 defense. And then Emile Guinago, who was also on the roster last season, just too much depth at the tight end position, I think, right now. Yes, no question about it. So, again, the Eagles releasing 14 players. The roster stands now at 76. The entire current draft class remains on the roster, along with with an additional seven rookie free agents. The other big news of the day, head coach Chip Kelly announcing that the starters will not play Thursday against the New York Jets. The next time you'll see them on the field is the season opener on September 7th against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Matt Barkley gets a starter quarterback. And Bo, with the way that the starters performed in Thursday night's win over Pittsburgh, are you surprised by the announcement? I'm not surprised. And not only were the starters so impressive in that first half against the Steelers, just dominating the opposition, but the second team, both offense and defense, were so impressive as well beating the Steelers starters in the third quarter. So I'm not surprised that the starters are getting the night off. Also not surprised that Mark Sanchez is getting the night off because he's been one of the best performers of this preseason slate, I'm sure. Beat writers from both the Eagles and Jets were disappointed not to have the Sanchez versus Jets storyline. But I think Chip Kelly's right. He wants to see Matt Barkley get an extended time to evaluate the second year for, former fourth-round pick, so I'm excited to see what Matt Barkley can do with a full game. Yeah, Barkley performed well in the preseason up to this date. Didn't get a lot of time against the Steelers. Did leave him on a scoring drive, but nonetheless, you definitely want to see him in that extended action. We should also mention that Nate Allen is not playing and Earl Wolf is playing. Chip Kelly wants to see more from Earl Wolf. I think that probably tells you where that competition stands heading into the regular season. Well, following the game on Thursday, Chip Kelly said that Nate Allen's had a tremendous training camp up to this point, so the fact that he worked with the first team has played well, I think certainly bodes well for him in terms of being in the starting lineup for when the regular season begins. Okay, for the rest of the news here from the Novacare Complex, including more from head coach Chip Kelly, let's send it to our roundup of one of the best quotes of today. I don't know exactly if we'll be at 75. We're going to make a predominant amount of our cuts today um, instead of Tuesday. I, I, we just didn't feel it was beneficial to the players to – have them practice with us Tuesday, uh, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and then cut them in the afternoon on Tuesday. So, um, you know, give them a chance if there is a chance, and I don't know if there is, see if they can catch on with somebody else in this last week before they uh, get in. It's tough to bring somebody in if they get released at 75 at, at Tuesday at 4 o'clock and bring them in and get them ready to play in a game on Thursday if you, if you wanted them. So. so you're getting the twos ready for... Two's ready for the Jets, Jets game, so, yeah. So no starters will play in that game? No starters will play in that game, including uh, I think there's a couple twos that won't play. So we're, we're going to start Matt Barkley in that game. 
We need to see Matt play a lot. I think we feel very, very comfortable in what Mark Sanchez has done in the first three games. So both Nick and Matt, Nick and Mark will be out in that game. And then uh, we want to see Matt play for an extended period of time. I mean, Matt looks great. He's done a great job um, through OTAs, uh, through training camp, and through the preseason. He's really, you can see night and day difference from, he just looks a lot more comfortable. He, he knows where he's going with the ball and he delivers it with accuracy and precision. And, you know, you can see the confidence out there. He's a great leader. So I'm excited to see him play. And I'm excited to see GJ play in this game coming up. It's, it's always fun. It's always interesting to watch the young guys battle uh, in that last game. You know, you, you some some guys, you're going to see a few guys just, just rise rise to the top. And that, it, it shows you know, it's going to take a lot of toughness out of those guys to go out and play because they have to play on special teams and play on offense and defense. And you'll, you'll see some flashes of some guys doing some really, really great things in this fourth game. All right, a little bit later in the show, we're going to preview our one-on-one -on -one interview with linebacker Brandon Graham, who had the strip sack Thursday against the Steelers. And today's player in focus is going to be linebacker Michael Kendricks, who was all over the ball in the win over the Steelers. But first, time for a little bit of fantasy talk, Bo. Yeah, big weekend for fantasy drafts all over the place. And so with that in mind, on the other side, we'll bring in Joe Dolan from FantasyGuru.com to talk about which players you do not want to draft, the guys you don't want on your team. That's coming up on the other side on Inside Training Camp presented by Xfinity. Together, we make the NFL Ticket Exchange the only place to buy and sell verified authentic NFL tickets, which means we make sure your name is on your ticket. Enjoy the game, Gary. Guaranteeing the day belongs to you. We make memories guaranteed with your name written all over them. NFL Ticket Exchange. Together, we make football. Daydreaming again? Oh, yeah. About your dream car? Yeah. Red convertible with racing stripes. Cool. How'd you know? You've been staring at that new instant game from the Pennsylvania Lottery. Yep. Muscle car money. I could win up to $100,000 or a Ford Mustang GT. Want to see your dreams come to life? You could scratch your way to instant winning today. Fuzzy dice. Nice. The Pennsylvania Lottery. Bring your dreams to life. Welcome back inside the Fantasy Spin here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. I'm Bo Wolf. That's Joe Dolan from FantasyGuru.com. And as we get you ready for your respective fantasy drafts, we want to talk about players to avoid. And we'll start with one of the best running backs in the league, but you want to get off the train earlier than later, and that's Marshawn Lynch in Seattle. Yeah, Bo, it's a, it's a theorem I kind of preach each and every year. You want to get off the bandwagon a year too early rather than a year too late. And I think that applies to Marshawn Lynch this year. And I think even Marshawn Lynch kind of sees the writing on the wall with his brief holdout at Seahawks camp. They have a ready-made replacement in a talented kid named Kristen Michael, somebody you might want to target in the middle rounds of your fantasy drafts. But most, most of all, I just think Marshawn Lynch plays a style of football that lends itself to wearing a guy's body down. Over the last six games of last year in the regular season, he averaged three and a half yards per carry, 
which is really not Marshawn Lynch's type of game. While he played well in the playoffs, he was slowed down in the Super Bowl, which people don't really talk about because the Seahawks just had their way with the Broncos in basically every other way. But Marshawn Lynch, if he's still going in the first round of your draft, he is somebody I would absolutely rather let somebody else take. I'll take A.J. Green. I'll take Brandon Marshall before I take a guy like Marshawn Lynch, who I think has a few red flags. And as I said, I think Marshawn Lynch even knows about those red flags. That's why he held out and is trying to get every last cent out of the Seattle Seahawks while he still can. At wide receiver, a player who has been a beast in PPR formats for the last five, ten years is Wes Welker, but you think it's time to get off that bandwagon as well. Absolutely, and the reason is the concussion history just really worries me. Now, if Wes Welker retired this past offseason, I don't think anybody would have blamed him. He's had a great career, but he's also taken a heck of a lot of hits. And for a guy like that on my fantasy team, if I'm investing uh, resources into my team, I'm a little worried about Wes Welker. Now, he had a very good year last year. He's still a very good player, and playing with Peyton Manning is a great thing for a fantasy player. The problem with Wes Welker, because of the concussions, he wasn't available in weeks 15 and 16, two key playoff weeks. You missed him if he was one of your leading receivers throughout the year. So if Wes Welker wasn't available in those two weeks, I think it just shows the risk. It shows that he is one hit away from probably having to hang it up for good. And that's why Wes Welker, where he's getting drafted right now, I want absolutely no part of him. And Emmanuel Sanders can slide right into that slot position, and he's easily replaceable. And how about the guy who used to throw it to Wes Welker, Tom Brady? We've talked about waiting on quarterbacks, but if you're in those middle rounds, Tom Brady is not the one you want. No, it's definitely not. And the reason I don't want Brady is because I think in most drafts, if you're drafting with your pals or even you're drafting with people who really know what they're doing, Tom Brady is still kind of a name value guy. But if you had him last year, you realize that Brady wasn't exactly a great fantasy asset. He admittedly was really good when Rob Gronkowski was healthy. However, Rob Gronkowski has major, major injury concerns. I know he's supposed to be healthy this year. But that's another story. The thing with Brady is he was about the 15th, 16th ranked quarterback for the full season last year. And that includes his weeks when he had Gronk and was a viable starter. Most of the year, he was a mediocre backup. And if Brady's getting drafted in the middle of the fifth or the sixth round, which is where his ADP currently has him going, I am absolutely letting somebody buy into the name value while I take Nick Foles or I take Colin Kaepernick or I take Jay Cutler, somebody I think will outproduce Brady this year. For more fantasy advice, follow Joe Dolan on Twitter at FG underscore Dolan. And stay tuned for more Fantasy Spin here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Bobopedic, Bobopedic, to sleep or sit, even when you dine, you can't beat it. Bobopedic breaks through the competition's line. Bobopedic, Bobopedic, your money buys you more. Get your Bobopedic only at the Eagles Official Furniture Store. Sweat. It says I was here. I worked here. It says I only have so much to give before I have to take. What I lose, I want to get back. Sweat says, I earn this. Gatorade, created to help replace what you sweat out. Lots of people know that solar power is a good idea. But not everyone knows there are lots of reasons why solar makes so much sense right now. The good news? 
NRG is the company with experience in everything from building the most advanced solar thermal facility of its kind, to powering football stadiums with solar, and to bringing solar power to homes just like yours. Visit NRGHomeSolar.com to find out how to get started with solar power today and make a brighter future tomorrow. Welcome back to Inside Train Camp presented by Xfinity. Now it's the sweetest time of the day here. Time for two minute tweets. And the first one Bo will start off with today from at JU546. Where do you rank the Eagles inside linebackers? Well, obviously, D'Amico Ryans and Michael Kendricks are atop that ranking. We'll talk a little bit more about Michael Kendricks later in the show. But after that, I think Najee Good is firmly entrenched as the number three guy, the first guy to go in off the bench. And then right now, we're going to find out whether it's Emmanuel Acho or Casey Matthews. I think right now I would give the slight edge to Casey Matthews just because he's a little bit better special teams player, a little bit more versatile. But Acho brings something to the table as well. And then we also shouldn't forget Travis Long, who took extensive reps at inside linebacker in the third preseason game against the Steelers, showing his versatility. Maybe if there's a guy you can trust to, to be that fourth inside linebacker in Travis Long, it allows you to only keep three of these guys and go heavy at outside linebacker. I was going to say the versatility and special teams will obviously be a key there, especially now that they're cross-training some of the guys to play both on the outside and inside. You mentioned Matthews. He can do that as well. Second question here comes from at egodswag20. Wants to know how many receivers will make the Eagles roster and what's the plan if – I don't want to read the rest of this question, quite frankly, but if Macklin should go down for a good chunk of the season. Well, I don't know how many wide receivers they're going to take, and that's one of the more interesting uh, roster dilemmas heading into this cutdown. But obviously you've got Riley Cooper, Jeremy Macklin, and Jordan Matthews firmly on the team, I think. I think Brad Smith is probably a good bet to make it as well because of what he brings on special teams. Josh Huff, it's going to come down to wh whether he's ready injury-wise. I think he will be, and I think he'll be on the roster. And then the question is, do they keep a sixth guy? Do they keep Aurelius Ben, who's a very good special teams player? Or do they keep a guy like Afani Moma, who has been so impressive in terms of the jump he's made from last season to this season, or do they try to maybe develop him on the practice squad? It's going to be very interesting. Head coach Chip Kelly is saying here on Saturday that he will not make Huff a candidate for the short-term injury reserve designation. But in that case, do you maybe keep an extra receiver if Huff is not able to be ready for the start of the season? should be noted that the Eagles did have six receivers on the roster to finish last season. In terms of Macklin being on the outside, don't forget about guys like Jeff Mayle who could be in the mix. He plays on the outside. Demarce Johnson could be in there as well. So certainly a lot of options for the Eagles. And really, I think this last preseason game, although it shouldn't be the final test in terms of if you want to use the entire preseason as a gauge, still going to be very, very important to kind of shake these last few spots out. That's right. All right. Our third question from Squanky Greed at Jay Green Eagles wants to know, do you think that Brandon Graham will get some pure playing time this season behind Trent Cole? I don't know what pure playing time is necessarily, but... Your thoughts on Brandon Graham's season ahead? Brandon Graham, two sacks in the preseason. The team has five total, so he has 40% of the team's total. Tied with Vinnie Curry for the team lead. He has certainly showed that pass rush punch that he can bring off the edge. Certainly very good in those situations. He had the strip sack, as we mentioned earlier in the show, against the Steelers. Also made a couple other plays against Pittsburgh. So he's someone who I think is definitely capable of coming in. And look, making that transition last year from being a 4-3 and his entire career to a 3-4 outside linebacker, still adjusting to play in space. But in terms of being able to get after the quarterback, he's definitely one of the best at this on this team in that regard. And what a well-designed show today, Chris, because you had a chance to talk to Brandon Graham earlier today. Yes, Brandon Graham, former first-round pick, certainly understands that he hasn't quite lived up to the fans' expectations to this point in his career. Well, why could things be different in 2014? Here's what he had to say. 
Nate might have been out there a little, you know, he's been a starter a little more than I have, you know, but um, I mean, it's just one of them things where we both trying to show, you know, Eagles fans and, you know, the Philadelphia organization that, you know, that they made the right pick with us and that, you know, we can continuously learn and whatever you bring, you know, in here, we're going to definitely uh, thrive, you know, and that's one of the things that this year I'm like, man, I got to have a big year. And that's why I'm just so hungry, you know, because I know that we got the team to take it all the way. And you can watch the entire interview with Brandon Graham on tomorrow's edition of Inside Training Camp presented by Xfinity. But up next, it's our player in focus segment. That's right. And today it's Michael Kendricks, who, of course, many expectations for the jump he's going to make in the second year in this Bill Davis defense. Let's find out what Melissa Kelly says is in store for Michael Kendricks in 2014. Linebacker Michael Kendricks has been an integral part of the Eagles defense since joining the team in 2012. In 2013, he led the NFL with four fumble recoveries and was also second on the team with 137 tackles. Three preseason games in, Kendricks has seven tackles and one pass deflection and has continued to prove to defensive coordinator Bill Davis why he is such a valuable part of the Eagles defense. I think Michael being a young player that's in the second year of the same defense, I think is a real benefit to Michael and he's understanding the bigger picture, the bigger concepts, and it allows him, he's already a fast player, but when you allow his mind to slow down, a little bit like we're talking about Marcus and his growth, when the mind slows down and the game slows down and you're more sure of what you do, all that athleticism and quickness and burst shows itself a lot more. Head coach Chip Kelly got a taste of how well Kendricks could play last season and has already seen the progression in his second year under the system. Michael's gotten better, you know, I, and I say it a lot, but it's true with all those guys. It's their second year, and he has a better understanding. He, um, if you see him off the field, him and him and D'Amico are kind of inseparable. They, they work extremely well together. Um, they're always talking football. They're, they're always involved in terms of what's going on. Um, I, I, I think he's, you know, we want him to make that, that jump from year one to year two. There should, should be a big improvement just because his understanding of what's going on, but I, I can see it on the field, and I think he, he's, uh, as he continues to develop, we're really excited about him in there. As far as Kendricks goes, he has high confidence in his team for this upcoming season. We're going to be better in every aspect. So, and that goes on offense too. That's, that's, in the, that's as a team. You know what I'm saying? Coaches understand players. Players understand coaches. Um, we know what we needed to work on last year. We know what we have down pat. We know what we need to work on, so we're able to focus on those things. All around, second year, better, better Eagles team. After an exciting win against the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Eagles will return home this Thursday to face the New York Jets. The game can be seen locally on 6 ABC at 7 p.m. That's all for Player in Focus. Now back to you guys in the studio. The Eagles are back in action on Sunday, and we'll have complete coverage here from the Novacare Complex, streaming the press conferences of defensive coordinator Bill Davis, running back LaShawn McCoy, and wide receiver Jeremy Macklin, leading up to another edition of Inside Training Camp presented by Xfinity at 5 p.m. He's Bo Wolf. I'm Chris McPherson, and thank you very much for joining us. Have a great Saturday night, Eagles fans.